Hello and welcome to Season 3, Episode 15 of Podcast Avito, a Big Brother podcast. I'm your host, Brendan. Joining me as always are my brothers, Terrence. Hey guys. And Owen. Hey guys, I'm Owen. We may be young, but we've got big hearts. <laughs> if you're new to the podcast, we recap, discuss, and analyze every episode of Big Brother Season 21. And with that, let's get into the recap segment of the show. Hashtag, but first. So, Jess started blowing up everyone's game, as she said she would do, and told uh, several people about the new Alliance of Six, uh, starting with Sis. I, I sort of tripped up there because I wanted to say Six and Sis. But <laughs> now I'm making it easy on you. <laughs> and we talked about this a little bit on the last pod, how we had kind of heard in the live feeds that the murmurings, the murmurings, um, that maybe Jess wasn't as smooth about this as the edit from Thursday's episode made her look. But here we are. We're, we're seeing that she kind of told absolutely everybody. So it's completely out in the open. Like, I don't even know where the six stands as a result of this. Yeah. And we should clarify it's not like she's telling everyone about this like when she goes to sis she's more pressing her on yeah. like oh uh, or actually no she was more taking it as a given like oh well i know this is a thing and then sis with a huge grin on her face is like i've never lied once in this game <laughs> sis might be the worst liar in the house yeah but tommy's in this house so she has some competition well but that one time we saw them both having to lie together and it was brutal. It was like having DiCaprio and Brad Pitt on screen at the same time, <laughs> <laughs> except in the reverse. Um, and so, you know, she denied it and nothing really came of it in that moment. But it led into another moment of controversy. Is Mickey flirting with Sis? Other way around. Sis flirting with Mickey. Oh, right. <laughs> you guys just looked at me with such confusion. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, because first of all, we didn't see this, but I believe either one, right? Oh, I mean, 100%. <laughs> he was just like, she was totally flirting with me. <laughs> Do you think this is one of those things where like Mickey just assumes that every woman who talks to him was flirting with him because of his own ego, or was she actually flirting with him? I bet it's 50-50. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a little bit of all that going on, but uh, we don't know, because they don't show us these sort of things. But anyway, Sis found this out because Jess relayed the fact that Holly was talking about this. Right. This was weirdly the best moment that Jess had when it came to blowing up people's games. When she talks about game, it's a disaster. But when she brings up something like that, that's when she got a rise out of people. Right, because it almost drew the attention away from her sort of spinning accusations at Sis to oh, well, but there's dissension in your group, so you know maybe you shouldn't be loyal to this group if it's a real thing. Uh, but it, it didn't sort of play out that way because of the fact Sis was talking to Christy in the boat room, and I don't know how this always happens, but Holly was right there. Once again, my, my uh, murmurings or whatever, it's not really a conspiracy theory because it's obvious there's no ceilings. So that's why they can hear through doors but so easily. Can you think of a season where this has been more prevalent? Like, and it's always it's like the right every person. Every single time. The, it's almost like the producers are interfering. It's always the right person who hears it. Yeah. But um, uh, she overheard Sis telling Christy about how Holly had told Jess that she was flirting with Mickey. <laughs> I didn't get that one bit. <laughs> I got it. Sis told Christy. 
right. that I'm gonna break this down. Christy, the Holly told Jess that Sis is flirting with Mickey. Okay. Yes. I shouldn't have used Boom. a pronoun with the second uh, she. Let's get into some grammar talk. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she listened for a minute, and it got pretty uh, contentious. Sis said, if I wanted Mickey, I would have expletive gotten Mickey. (laughs) (laughs) I love the confidence. Um, And then we got an all-time shot. It sort of made me think of how um, uh, Jordan Peele has sort of revitalized the horror thriller genre and some of the classic uh, shots you see in those type of movies with the door opening and Holly coming in, Sis not turning around but having a look of dread on her face. Dude, she had some crazy looks into the camera all episodes. There are a few times where you can tell that there's some film major who's just working the summer as a producer for Big Brother who's just like, <laughs> I'm going to hit him with the fisheye lens right now. Shout out Yorgos Lanthimos. <laughs> there's been a few shots like that this season that's like, wow. That was cinematic. They've been really creative with that, both the shots and their edits this season. Um, great impressed. shot. And then add on to that the fact that she was wearing a chicken suit. <laughs> so this led to a confrontation between Holly and primarily Sis, which the entire house was listening in on. And then Jess came into the room. So I'm gonna first of all, I'm gonna give Sis some credit for. It doesn't seem like she hesitated for a second. She just like went straight to Holly and called her out. Yeah, it is, was. It was Rare. one of those moments where, yeah, she was talking shit with Christy, but it's like that was just her warm up. Like she like was, she was ready gonna to get right into yeah. it. And then Holly says, "Well, if you had a problem with it, you could just come and spoke to me." And Sis just went, "Blink, blink, blink, blink." So, <laughs> like, oh wait, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is interesting about this, and it might just be the edit that they showed us, is you're you kind of alluded to it earlier. Jess kind of sneaks in and out of these conversations, but she but never yeah. seems to like. It doesn't really come back to like. Well, it kind of did. Jess is the one who told us this. This is mm. going to reflect poorly on her. They did. Was it Holly who said this is going to blow up her game or whatever? Um, that came later, but yeah, someone did yeah. sort of say imply that. Oh, she's lying. So this blew up her game, which I think is actually legitimate. That that could come back to bite her. In the long run. Well, this was before the vote. Do you think that in any way informs her vote where she was the one person who didn't vote unanimously? Ooh. Good point. That wasn't even a conversation this episode. No, it, it wasn't. But they did do they did show that it was before the vote. So, like, you'd have to think it played some role. We could see that come into play maybe Wednesday, Thursday, that people start talking about that type of stuff. Because, I mean, there was a lot to fit in this episode um, just relating to this sort of Holly and Sis and the um, Jess reveal of the six sort of triangle of arguments, basically. Well, yeah, but then it had one more stage to it where it kind of went up to Camp Comeback. They're like, hey, we're going to continue this argument in a more secure location in which everyone else just followed and listened in that secure location. And for some reason, Holly didn't go with them. That made no sense to me. I thought I thought she was part of the argument. And Mickey was listening in through a hallway and just kept having to avoid Jess because Jess kept looking out or leaving. In the wise words of a man named Jackson Mickey, keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. <laughs> so, Holly did not follow that <laughs> ideal. So can we talk about how we've been wrong all along? We thought Mickey was the cliche guy. Nick. Oh, yeah, Nick. Man, I'm having a hard time with names today. We thought Nick was Nikki. <laughs> we thought Nikki was the cliche guy. 
Turns out it was Mickey all along, right beneath our noses. <laughs> I still kind of like that's cliche. cliche. That was <laughs> intentional. That's yeah, real uh, meta on part of you. Do we have to switch it now? Whenever we use one, do we do we say like credit to Mickey? I or think either do we one. still say Nick. I think when it's what about Nicky? When it's a little more like braggadocious, <laughs> it's a Nick one. But when it's a little bit more just milk toast, something about competing, it's Mickey. When it's like. Oh, the battle is lost, but the war has just begun. Yes. That's Mickey. Yeah, if it's related to killing, it's Mickey. <laughs> if it's related to like bawling out, it's Nick. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Um, my thoughts, and the one, and if somehow it ever comes up that one of us says, "Man plans, God laughs," Mickey. <laughs> I'm gonna start okay. using that. So, for if they're like quoting Steinbeck and like the best laid plans of mice and men often go awry. Which one is it? Is that a Mickey or is that Nick? That's not coming up. No, that was definitely. No, I think that's Nick. Like he'll he'll get up in front of everyone and be like, "I read a book once in eighth grade." <laughs> as a psychiatrist, is he psychiatrist, psychologist, therapist? As a therapist, I've read a book or two, and he's just gonna have all these different. I read Hatchet, and yes. as Gary Paulson <laughs> once said. <laughs> Are there any memorable quotes from Hatchet? I mean, not that I remember, so no. <laughs> Brian created a lean-to. I remember Hatchet pretty well, though. I was a fan. I don't remember anything about it. Hatchet is not the book that people who don't read look back on fondly and are like, oh, yeah, like Hatchet kind of went hard. Like, that was Nick, a good book. <laughs> Nick read The Outsiders like five times after he had to read it for school. <laughs> people who don't like reading but had to read throughout school because they went to school like Hatchet, The Outsiders, and The Great Gatsby. All books I like. Don't hate on The Great Gatsby. Love I like Great well, Gatsby. I like all three. I loved The Outsiders. Gotta do it for Johnny. I've not read that. Really? Really. Wow. Pony boy. I'll see myself out. Um, And then, this was all going on. I love when Big Brother does this. Again, you got something to say? Yeah, just about that conversation up in Camp Comeback. Uh, we just have more and more denial coming from Christy about the the six. Uh, just, I don't know, that they are not remotely owning up to it, even though it was oh, completely yeah. obvious. Later in the episode, people start owning up to it, and instead of like saying, oh, it's a group decision, they start assigning it to Nick. But just thought that was worth mentioning. And Christy's sister needs to make sure she's not walking under any scaffolding this week. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> Swore on her life twice. I think we talked about this, though, last season. I hereby give both of you permission if I'm ever if I'm ever on the show or if you're ever on the show, you know, swear on me all you want. Swear away, please. Have fun, win the game. I don't care. I don't know. If like someone falls for that, that's on them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I've always thought like it's so just moot that anyone it ever is. does that. It's and, definitely. But and, they don't think it is. And that's also, what matters. But like you're you're also just like testing karma for no reason. Whether you believe that in it or not, <laughs> whether you believe in it, in it or not, you're just like, why are you doing this? Why are you playing this game? I feel like there's a Rodney Dangerfield joke to me, Wade, where it's like, oh, like uh, swearing on your loved ones. I'd, I'd rather swear on my coworkers or so, you know, something really <laughs> bad. I, I can't quite put it together, but <laughs> that's pretty good. I'm workshopping. <laughs> um, uh, another thing that I noted. Mickey getting a little bit more comfortable with being Holly's dog. <laughs> she told him not to he's go, got a and nice he didn't. Dazzled collar and everything. <laughs> I love how uh, just general relationship 
you know, having respect for other people's opinions is being someone's dog. <laughs> <laughs> He's young, but he has a big heart. Yes. And a big ego. But you know what? I've I've been coming around to Mickey. <laughs> He's, yeah, I was he, glad he won HOH. It was kind of like fun. A season long arc for you. Well, I mean, like I said it a billion times. Don't love him personally, but he's kind of fun winning HOH as the bad guy. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. It makes yeah. it makes this week more interesting. Uh, while this is all going on, once again, cinematic uh, flares from the producers. It was going on in the midst of the HOH competition. The way they're showing it to us, and then we got to see what we knew happened because. Uh, they finished while we were podcasting last time, and Terrence told us from the live feeds, Mickey got the dub. Huge win, huge! Like uh, he's out, he's probably out of the game this week, right? If he doesn't win, oh yeah, and well, he won because quote he had to. It's really all it comes down <laughs> to. <laughs> it seems like basically no one was even competing with him, Nick. Nick had like a 15 minute stretch and then realized that he should be working out more. It seemed like Nick, <laughs> yeah, Nick looks like he should be working out more every time he walks through the house because he never puts a shirt on. Yeah. Well, I don't understand. It's like, what else are you doing? Like, work out twice a day if you're in that house. I do not love working out, let me tell you. But I would be all about it in that house because, like you said, there's nothing else to do. Why not? It's like being in prison. Why not make better use of your time? Yeah, exactly. I actually do love to work out, so that would be the my saving grace. Not to brag, proud of you. <laughs> no, but I wouldn't be walking around with my shirt off if you don't look like Jack or Mickey in the Big Brother house. The shirt's staying on. No, I'm personally more comfortable with the shirt on, just like physically. I actually like not wearing no mentally. shirt around the house, but I wouldn't. Do no, it on Big Brother. but someone I would give permission to, that I think, if he did it with enough confidence, I don't know if he did it often. Sam, if Sam was walking around without he a did. shirt, it's like okay. He was either wearing a tank or no shirt. Like he's a he's times. a father, and he <laughs> has the perfect body for it. Yeah, um, just like Cliff. And pretty pretty quickly, uh, Mickey tells Holly that he's going to target Christy and Sis. She tried to talk him into maybe Christy and Nick, which we can talk about. I kind of like more. Not a bad he, idea. He was pretty set on Christy and Sis' thoughts. Um, I feel like the thoughts mainly come in when we add Nick to the equation, in which case yeah, I, think, I, mean. I think it's pretty smart not to use him. Because he's kind of the type of person you want him to just think he's safe. Yeah, you know, that is a good point because they do seem to have a, a bro-ship. They're, they're bros. Love each other personally. Kill each other in the game, but then have a beer together. Yeah, Nick has really salvaged his game to the point where, like, he... No one quite super trusts him, but no one is overly threatened by him, but no one quite wants him gone. You know what I mean? The thing that's weird about Nick is we've heard murmurings that he's a creep he comes across like a creep but everyone's just cool with him <laughs> well, it's kind of like jc last year yeah that's true i mean it's cool with him it's kind of creepy having taylor swift tattooed on your arm okay yes let's talk discuss i all season i've been like that arm tattoo looks like someone or something and i decided during this episode it looks like taylor swift do we think it's taylor swift in some sort of Weird it, it looks form. like it looks like Taylor Swift, like while culturally appropriate. I was just about yeah. to say it's actually really fitting because Taylor Swift is like the number one cultural appropriator. 
<laughs> so, I'm glad I'm shocked you just made that her? joke. Right, that's what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> that's great, Owen. I was about to make a joke like that. It's all like, coming together. Podcast <laughs> of Vito. Synergy. Do we have a cliche for that? No. Got our pin, <laughs> our ducks in a row. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was Mickey. That means you can shoot them more right. easily. You can take their souls. It's like fish in a barrel. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, I think his dad fish. His dad's name is Fish. Wild, wild revelation. Fish Mickey. <laughs> Do we want to talk about what he got? He requested for the uh, HOH room. Oh yeah, I'm gonna pull up that tweet. A few of these are like, okay, fine, whatever, and then the end is the kicker. You're gonna love this. I'm pulling it up, going into the Twitter sphere. <laughs> this is my looking online music. Do you want me to uh, talk about something? No, no, no. Keep it going. Well, and I have found it. Jackson, or Mickey, got six watermelons. Watermelon scented lotions. Beef jerky, protein bars, Gatorade, ice cream. G0, to be clear. I was going to say G0. Uh, Burt's Bees. That's just pretty good for your lips. Uh, sunglasses. More of a Carmex guy. His University of Tennessee shirt, a sweater, a loofah, sunflower seeds, music by none other, none other than Eminem. Which Owen and I talked about, definitely 2007 on. Yeah, no. Relapse, not recovery. Af- not afraid, um, love the way you lie. Uh, that, I that Need Eminem. a Doctor featuring Dr. Dre and Rihanna. <laughs> I don't mind that one. And a letter from his dad, Fish. I thought he wanted something from his mom. He did. Do you think that his actual... She didn't want to give him anything. Mom doesn't Is Fish a nickname? Is it a shorter version of his actual name? What do we we think? His dad either goes fishing a lot or is a big fish head. PH. It's it's F, though. No. We don't don't know that. Do you have the signature? Fine. (laughs) It has to be a nickname unless his name is like Fisher. Fisher Mickey. Oh, oh! I kind of like that. It sounds like <laughs> a, a random encounter on Pokemon. <laughs> you encounter Fisher Mickey, who has like a a Seedra and a Squirtle. Crazy eyes, <laughs> reeling in something. Uh, uh, he had so many watermelons that I I feel like he was almost obligated to also request rubber bands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, just trying to lighten up the mood. I'm. Wondering, eight hundred seventy nine. I doubt the podcast knows that we're referencing a viral. Well, people video. are aware of the the watermelon challenge. So I say nine. Um, I been, love that video. I've been racking my brain if I can think of anything, uh, anything in my life that is watermelon scented. Uh, I've I've utilized wa- watermelon scented hand soap. And it was divine. Okay, I, I think I probably have two of them. I would like that. What do you think about those Sour Patch Kids that are strictly the watermelon candies? Oh, those are my favorite kind. Really? Yes. Those... I don't think they're bad, but I, I don't prefer them. I like the bag that's just them. Yeah, that's that's what he's talking about. Well, but they also include them in some of them. Yeah. I love Sour Patch Kids, but have you ever looked at how many calories are in those? Uh, I do would... yourself a favor and don't. Well, I got my car... <laughs> Not all candies like that, but I got my... Because candy's kind of like cereal, where they've tried to take the calories down. But I got my car wash and got the inside clean. It's like gonna grab a bag of Sour Patch Kids. It was about as small a bag as you can get without it being Halloween candy. It was like 450 calories. Oh I ate it and was like, "Holy shit, <laughs> that was worth it." <laughs> they were good though. 
so i i think back to when i would get the big bag of the watermelon kind it's like what was i doing i would have i'm walking around looking like nick <laughs> oh god <laughs> um so then mickey took some meetings he was he was really upfront with people though sis came in she forgot what she was gonna say but then she threw nick under the bus and revealed that he was the one who sort of thought of creating the six and he was also the one who went and recruited everyone in the six and he he took this seriously and as he should sort of raise nick up on his pole position for people that he should be targeting which would make me think that he's a potential backdoor candidate yes yeah. um when it comes <laughs> Great to analysis guys no, uh, <laughs> l- let me analyze <laughs> when it comes cook here <laughs> when it comes to sis this is the fate her game is going to take. She is just going to convince herself that she's doing a lot of game moves by just like being a snake and like ratting out people for a little bit, and then that will annoy a lot of people, and then she'll be. And it's called with being the cliffhamania. With the eggs, she's getting them all fat. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I don't know Anytime if she I knows how to that. cook eggs because some of those looked gross, just downright putrid. Uh, I thought the egg thing was very funny. Sometimes those things are funny, sometimes they're not. We, we've said there's been too many costume punishments, it's been awful. but that one was funny. I like the captions for what she was supposedly saying. And the fact that she actually began to have an existential crisis where exactly. she felt more like a chicken than sis. <laughs> that, I mean, that's gold. That made it all worth sis. it. <laughs> I don't feel like sis anymore. I feel like a chicken. <laughs> Dude, that house turns you into a crazy person. We're right at that point, right around like day 50. You you, know, your grip on reality is slowly slipping away. Do you think sort of like when you begin to learn a new language, she started dreaming in chicken? <laughs> <laughs> Wakes up. <laughs> uh, good move by Sis here. Again, well, I don't know. It just sort of drew a little bit of the heat off of her. I should say not my favorite game type gameplay move. The gameplay <laughs> type. I'm having a hard time articulating this, but I don't love that type of gameplay. But in this case, it seems like it might have drew a little bit of the heat off her, even though he he still plans on putting up her in the block and then did. Yeah, and if she's here in weeks going forward, like she'll need to have a more concrete game plan because you can't always be relying on this stuff. There's not always something at your disposal to throw that way, right? Like unless you're lying, but. And then Nick did come and talk to him, but didn't talk about anything. Basically, Mickey just talked about all his man cliches, and he basically talked about leave it all on the court. What, like how the game works and how winning works. He's we like, we came here for hohs. We came here for social game. We came here to have one bathroom for Vita. <laughs> you know what it's going to come down to? Those jury votes. The I like final night. I like his new thing with. It's these people are between me and the confetti. I kind of like that. Only one, only one of us gets confetti. Is that what he says? Only yeah. one man gets confetti. He said that the first night. It only ends in confetti for one man or woman. By the way, this might have been part of his like. I don't think package. Mickey actually said that though. Ma'am. Um. <laughs> <laughs> why? Like, Man. how comfortable can it be to wear cowboy boots around the house? Not. He's he's classic country guy. Um, I don't know if any of you have friends who are from the country. It's just, it's the t-shirt, the gray t-shirt, the jeans and boots, and then usually a low brim hat. And, and he's a mama's boy. But what's worse, what's worse than that though, is people who like pretend they're country and, and try to do that. 
even worse. Well, I actually respect that look because that's the I'm country, but I'm trying to look like a little bit more normal. Just the jeans, t-shirt, boots. It's acceptable. Okay. Especially for guys with big hearts. <laughs> God. <laughs> so, yeah, Mickey ends up nominating Christian Sis, um, and he said that it was not personal, but it seemed like they're going to take it personal. Uh, very good speech by him, I'll give him. The more succinct and direct you can be he's the heel always gonna go he's the heel he had the crowd in his hands oh <laughs> let's get respect <laughs> um let's quick talk about first of all like tommy's situation he's in now oh right Nick's sort of situation and like where are the boats right now well you bring up tommy before we even get into that something we kind of glossed over um christy started to blow up his spot oh my gosh uh, she just started talking about how close they live together, which, granted, it's in New York City, so the way people were reacting to it was a little bit weird. But she knew the exact number of exits. Well, they've been in there takes. for sixty days. They probably talked about where they live. No, but then the way Tommy acted, he was like, "Wait, three, three exits." It's too familiar. Yeah, because there's no way she knows that if they haven't already talked about it. So then his reaction looks that much worse. I mean, yeah. Nicole's probably 13 away. Exactly. And, and then Christy was just like, oh my God, like you probably shopped in my boutique. <laughs> she said that? No, no. Uh, but like, uh, good they, joke. They said something like, yes. maybe we were in the same <laughs> store together once. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Tommy reacted pretty well. What, he was like, overacting, which is why he never got past the point of being a background dancer on Broadway. But <laughs> So what I don't get here is it almost seemed intentional by Christy because if she started doing that and then was like, oh, crap, like I shouldn't be doing this, she would do her best to not have like a, oh, my God, uh, like obvious reaction and then just kind of get out of it. But she didn't even try to get out of it. You know what I mean? She she kind of kept going, and then she made like a look at Tommy, like, hey, "Screw you!" Like I'm doing this. It was weird. That was weird. I don't. I'm not buying into it to that degree because I just think sixty days, and you're both from the same city. It's gonna come up where you live. Yeah, they have but, nothing to talk about. But not. But not being being in the same city is not what blew him in. Having exact details that she could spout yeah. off like that. Like, oh, yeah, and then he's three blocks over from the subway or whatever. Like, he gets gas from this station. <laughs> actually, he doesn't have a car. But <laughs> his mom drives him to get gas. <laughs> he fills it up for her because she's got hairspray on. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, that was crazy. And it's incredible how, like, this stuff always just comes out. And I think I can understand it because if if we went in there or something like that, we wouldn't last a day. Like, we'd be screwed. How would we... Pr- like hide the fact that we knew each other we two no podcast way. hosts on the same episode <laughs> someone would say like oh yeah we have nominations on thursday and we would go thursday <laughs> and then everyone would be like what the hell was that we bring him in yeah. <laughs> we're just quoting elf all day but then they couldn't show it on like the episode because they don't have the rights to elf so <laughs> the people at home wouldn't necessarily no, know about but it. but maybe they'd show the thursday one because no one ever knows that we're referencing that when we do it or yes or it'll be like someone's birthday would be like happy birthday <laughs> and i'd be like uh what was that oh uh frosty we can pretty much only quote spongebob and christmas movies but <laughs> see terrence and i or terrence and owen can go on but owen and i couldn't go on together why i feel like we look fairly similar oh yeah oh yeah 
I'm the milkman's child. <laughs> <laughs> well, we all look similar, but there's more of a contrast between us and no, you. No, I agree. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> let's get into a new segment, which I would love to bring back next year, but let's see if we remember. Because apparently we, we didn't remember the rock star between thing. Between a rock well. star and a board game. <laughs> That's our podcast. Pretty much. <laughs> That's how we'll get more listeners. We'll change our podcast to... Uh, between a, a radio rock star, star podcast between a rock star and a board game a big brother podcast <laughs> have you seen how she refers to her daughter aradia as a radio rock star wow that's incredible i wonder if that's like actually her middle name that would be amazing <sighs> who, who married her i don't think she is married yeah no she's in a, like a, a, a very she, unique partnership or? she referred to her significant other as her man <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, wait, real quick. What was the name of Amorosa's husband that she always dropped? Uh, it was like his full name. It was like the Reverend. It was like a really long name. It was like the Honorable Reverend Paul Allen Michael or something. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Allen. <laughs> Paul Thomas Anderson. <laughs> uh, chess versus chess. Or no, this is. We're pl- who- <laughs> Parents wrote this down weird. <laughs> what are you talking about? Chess versus checkers. Yeah. yeah. Is that what it's called? I thought we were going to call it like, we got to play chess, not checkers. That's the name of the segment? <laughs> yeah. Okay. You well, know what? Sure. Right, the segment, two beats one, it's called chess versus checkers. Well, Bang. because it's inspired by the saying of, we're playing chess, not checkers. Oh, not, really? oh what if not <laughs> a Malifor. Not a Malifor. That's the correct We say. could call it chess, not checkers. What would the Malifor be? be? We're playing... Chinese checkers, not chess. We're playing Candyland, not shoots and ladders. Well, a Malifor <laughs> is when you basically mix up two. We're, so are we doing like, this again? Oh, I thought right. we're doing chess, not checkers. All right, chess versus checkers. What do you think about chess, not checkers? Do we put a comma in there? I don't know. Chess versus checkers. You guys voted. Yeah, Fair versus. Enough. The people have spoken. America's vote. <laughs> Where we decide who in the house is playing chess and who is, in fact, playing checkers. Now, let's talk about this. If you're going to break down the house at any given point, what percentage of people do you think are playing chess versus checkers? At any given point? Like, for like for every person who's playing chess, there's pro- probably like two to three playing checkers. we got to get the math. I would legitimately this. say <laughs> 12 and a half to 15% is playing checkers. Checkers. Especially this season. 20. I think in a good season it's twenty to twenty two point five, but in a bad season like this, it's twelve point five to fifteen. Wait, what? Are you are you saying that that you just asked what percentage is playing chess compared to checkers? Yeah, and I think in any given so there's eight for every (laughs) one. That just broke my brain. Like twelve and a half percent is one eighth. Oh, so yeah, maybe not that low. Okay, so I'm not that crazy. I'm saying it's like three people playing checkers, one playing chess. So that's so if if it starts that, out, that's actually the odds that we made for our list. So in reality, in reality, it's probably from the beginning twenty five percent because it's four out of sixteen. Yes. Okay. I that's agree with fair. That. In a bad season, it's whatever three out of sixteen would be. Yeah. Like eighteen point eight bar notation between. Like Terrence very low level math and 
uh, grammar. The last few weeks have been like a real throwback to like sixth grade. Pretty heady podcast because the things from sixth grade you don't remember them. So then clearly it, because we're having so a then talking hard time exactly, then talking about things like that is kind of deep. We also just had a conversation about all the novels that we read like in middle school. <laughs> all right, so do we want to just run through checkers and then into chess? Do we run? I I think we have to give a reason for everyone. We should do checkers first, though. All right. Let's start with Cliff. Oh, we got to talk about what he did this episode. This is the perfect reason why he's playing checkers. Well, so Cliff, we we liked his game. Then we didn't like his game. Then we liked his game again. And now we don't like his game. <laughs> it's awful. I have talked about it on the podcast how I really hate how his whole approach to the game has just been whoever is in hoh i'm just going to go up to him i'm going to be mr all class and just say i can work with you not not a great cliff impression but the substance was there and it's just a really (laughs) wishy-washy if you do say so yourself (laughs) chicken shit way to play the game of basically on the one hand, being the leader of the opposition alliance, and then on the other hand, being a spineless floater snake. It's the worst type of gameplay I've... I mean, I can't think of other people who've done this, really. Except for people who were the mastermind, like Paul, who were legitimately running everything. Well, so I, I saw... We've seen people do this who were successful, but the reason they were successful was because it was nowhere near as obvious. It was very subtle how they were getting on the good side of who was in power. Cliff's doing it like in the bathroom. Yeah, this is incredibly transparent. And the only other people who we've seen try to do this, they don't last long and they don't stick in your mind because they usually kind of phase out by around now. Yeah. Um, I don't think Cliff realizes that you don't have to really say anything of substance to the HOH every week. This, right. is, this is a week he should have just tried to skate by in his Mickey conversation. Should have just been like, uh, like, are you nervous in those shoes? Like that kind of thing. Uh, but you're going to make the right decision. And let, then let me know if you need anything. Exactly. And yeah. Cliff's approach is always, I'm just going to be an honest man to him. And he'll, he'll appreciate that. Well, weirdly, Mickey actually does. <laughs> yeah, you know, sometimes know your audience. Mickey does kind of buy into that type of stuff. That's true. He was saying the entire episode, like, I'm not going to fault anyone for taking a deal. But he told Cliff, well, now I might have to put you up as a pawn or whatever, which he wasn't thinking about. Yeah. Well, okay. So we definitely don't agree with the approach because the approach is very checkers, right? Like, okay, each week I'm going to make sure that I make this one move that will theoretically get me to the other end of the board and you can like double me up. You know what I'm saying? What what do they call that when you get to the other side and you get the king the, me? King me? King but, me. But he shouldn't be aspiring to play checkers. No, I know. But that, that's his strategy. What he's been lucky with so far is that some of his checkers moves have had chess-level results. Like his move, <laughs> I agree with this. His move yes. when he was HOH was not remotely the right move at the time, but worked out. He's, now, he's the checkers champ who failed at chess. Yes. He, he tried, but he He's failed. a dentist. sure (laughs) i don't totally follow but no i don't actually believe that but anyway (laughs) um i could strangely foresee this being one of those situations because we don't agree with the approach we don't like the approach that's us saying he's playing checkers but you guys are both right that mickey was the right audience for this it might actually build some equity with him because he was proven in this moment that like okay he didn't create this deal to save himself 
this was a, like awarded to him essentially, and he took it. And of course he's going to take it. And I don't think Mickey hold anything against him in that regard. Now Mickey was like, "What's the deal?" Until he found out that information from both Sis and in a backwards way, kind of Nick. Um, but it might be the type of thing that just buys him another couple extra weeks. Because do we think that the rest of that six deal has any idea that he went to Mickey and said this? Or is it just assume that that's his M.O. and they know he's doing something like that? I don't think they know, but we always end up finding out that everyone knows everything, especially this season. So maybe everyone knows. They probably do. This season, people don't compare notes. They just hear everything. (laughs) Some seasons, it's like, why are people not comparing notes? This season, it's just, we're just going to shout all our big game moves in the boat room. So if you don't know, you're not paying attention. Right. Which... Frequently, it looks like Jess did not know. Correct. But she knew about this one, and she made sure everyone else did, too. <laughs> yeah. Taking her one advantage away. Next person playing checkers might come across as a bit of a shocker, Christy. Oh, is this what we came out to here? I I don't know about this one. Wait. I think oh. she's a chess I'm reading pl- the list. Actually, I think yeah. she's a chess player who's fallen on hard times. And she's <laughs> trying to get some confidence going on the checker circuit. Okay, well, that's news to me. I think she's a checkers <laughs> player because she has just sort of she's just sort of lucky. I mean, she's really played a bad game if you think about it. She's been involved in absolutely every bit of drama in the house. For example, she was involved in the Holly Sis debacle for no reason. She she it was her idea to then move up to the the battle back, whatever the hell. <laughs> hey, guys, Camp you want to go do drama somewhere else? It's like, like we can start up again there. She should have been like, well, well I'm actually going to go outside to the patio. <laughs> <laughs> and Holly did that, which is like a mature, normal person move, but not a good game move. <laughs> she's a checkers player. She's also going for the king me. She's just out there trying to manifest her way to the other side of the board. Yeah, okay, yeah. The manifestation, I think, is the main case against her here. Because... No, you can't take, you can't rely on fate in chess. You're just thinking about the fact that she was sort of a leader in the beginning, which has sort of given her this reputation as being a mastermind. But in reality, she's just sort of lucked her way this far. She's been a target for a while and somehow just kind of, I mean, like, for example, Tommy saved her. Uh, I, I don't really think she's playing chess. She doesn't have a lot of thought going I'm on, on in terms side. of how she's approaching the week it's always just a new alliance this a new group of people that well who's to say who determines who wins chess and who's playing chess who's playing checkers or is it like the universe a god or something <laughs> i say it's podcast of in which case she's playing chess because she knows that it's the universe a god or something i just really manifest checkmating you there <laughs> universe enter me <laughs> Next up, another checkers player, Sis. She didn't know about how days get shorter. So, I mean, that's really the only case we have to make. The uh, summer and winter solstice, Sis. Oh, damn, I tried. <laughs> she was like, nice. That means that 10 o'clock will get here quicker. <laughs> well, like, the sun will be down <laughs> quicker. <laughs> All-time moment. She's playing Husker Du, let's be real. <laughs> I wasn't surprised. I was surprised she didn't pull a Raven there and say how she was actually in Mensa. Oh, oh my, my god, gosh, I forgot about Raven. What was your undergraduate GPA? Dance. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great moment. 
Next up. Jess. Next. <laughs> Case and point. No, what I'll give her, she played she was HOH. She made the correct chess and checkers move. Like she had a that moment was just of an genius. obvious move in both games. That was like sort of a I don't want to say it. That was sort of like an idiot savant moment. In a way. Where you just kind of looked into something and then really followed through on it pretty well, but I don't think it's gonna happen again. It was probably not. It was a what is it called? A something event. <laughs> uh, are you know, like the low summer impact, solstice, low frequency, no. or high impact, low frequency? No, there's there's a way to say it. It was basically uh, an outlier. There you um, go. I think Jess is the human embodiment of like one of those pop songs that goes uh, like really viral for just being inspirational. Like she's like Roar by Katy Perry, the person. Dude, don't hate on Katy, P- Katy Perry. I love Katy Perry. When she won HOH, she definitely requested BB Rexa music. <laughs> She listens to all of her albums. Terrence was not happy with that. Shout out to BB Rexon episode. Probably our best episode of all time. One of our best episodes of all time. I went back and listened to that in the off season because I was like, man, I miss Podcast Avito. BB Rexa. <laughs> it was a solid one. <laughs> Nicole, also playing checkers. She had the golden opportunity last week and she caused all this drama. Jack's not in the house, so it didn't turn into a bullying scandal, but... It's going to come back to haunt her. Not only is she playing checkers, but she's like losing badly to like the kid she's babysitting. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, you're like better than me. I was trying. (laughs) Whenever I try and do a Nicole impression, it basically comes out like one of the twins. But she's sort of like the twins twins light. You turn turn that into like the twins with Christy's accent. But she's sort of twins light. Yes. Yeah, it's just but not as pronounced. We're not we're not that good at the New York accent though, because no. like when I do Christy, it turns into Tommy. When I do Tommy, it turns into Christy. It's very strange. Which is weird because we're New Yorkers who live three stops apart. <laughs> three exits. You live on the fourth floor of your building, right? <laughs> the Crestwood building. The Crestwood. I'm just throwing. I would never. <laughs> I would never give my rent money to that. The owner of that building. <laughs> uh. And then next up for checkers, someone I disagree with, but I'm going to let you guys convince me. Mickey. I laid See, out. You a guys really, can't do it. No, no. He was one of the tougher ones. I laid out a really good case before the podcast, and I'm trying to think of it right now. Mickey's playing um, Othello. It's a little bit harder, but <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. <laughs> um, I think the fact that we had to base the segment off of him using this cliche all the time <laughs> contributes to that. Um, oh, this is the case I laid out. Your point was kind of like the manifesting point with Christy, right? It was more just whenever he wants to tackle everything head on, aggressive, bull in the china shop way, as if, as if he can just bully his way to to getting kinged. Just like Christy's going to manifest her way to a king. Exactly. I think the ultimate point here is that if you're the person who uses this as your phrase to show that you're smarter than, smarter than others, congratulations. You played yourself, and you are playing checkers. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to chess. This is a big moment. First up, someone who I also don't love being here, but I kind of think he deserves it. Maybe an Othello candidate, Nick. This is a tough one. Nick's playing Minesweeper. Can I throw something out there right now? I don't think anybody's playing chess in this house. 
no, not no one's playing at master level, but some some people are playing amateur park chess. Yeah, they're playing it on their of an app on their phone. Do you think they like know the names of the pigeons that like hang out with them each day when they're playing? <laughs> uh, so what's the case for Nick? A wise man once told me. <laughs> I think we're giving you got to play a chess. Lot of credit to him for constructing the six last week, even though that that fell apart. Not to his. I'm comfortable. Not with, because of him. With saying he's playing chess because he has approached sort of a long game in the sense that he was in in the beginning. He seemed to have a decent understanding of the game, but got way too caught up in the group mob mentality and seemed to be one of the leaders of that problematic mob mentality and then completely plummeted his game, looked like he was out of the house, point of no return, and has managed to come back to not just being not a target but one of the players again in the house. Yeah, I think you can give that to him because for exactly what you said, he has had the long game in mind. And I think you got to give him some credit for the fact that he was trying to play the game a lot from the beginning, but really got like a total blindside, th- blindside thrown at him. It basically it was almost like, okay, here's like your just desserts for the way you played this past week, and he's adjusted since then. He totally adjusted the way he played his game, and it made him last what? How long was it? Like a month and a half. Nick reminds me of like a disgraced politician or like a disaster football coach where they get their big opportunity because they're like good in the political circles they completely flame out no one likes them but then all of a sudden it's like oh like nick is working his way up like the dolphins no, coaching tree they're, right they're, now. they're on page for a 10 and 6 record yeah right I thought you were saying it was p- politics, no. and then you turned into no, no, NFL. It's both. It's both. You said both. Yeah, because I was gonna say then they end up on an election night panel on like NBC. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all all of a sudden, he knew when to lay low, and he also knew when to start trying to gain more power back. He, he knew when to go to the library for two weeks. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's chess, Tommy. Is playing chess. Don't I don't always love his game, but he's managed to have a position of power while also staying under the radar and remaining liked. So I think that's about as close as you can get to chess in this game. He's this, executed pretty well. This is my critique of his chess playing. I mentioned last episode how he was very open about not wanting to burn jury votes and he didn't want everything to get out like, oh, this six formed in my HOH. That's like telling someone like oh no don't move that piece because my knight can hit it if you don't move it yeah well this is something that we didn't quite we said we were going to talk about but we, but we didn't get to where do the votes stand because tommy was s- saying at the end of the episode you know maybe it's time for me to not protect christy because it'll give up my game and i don't know if that's worth it so do you think he's saying that as in, like, I don't want to do, like, a full-blown campaign for her because she needs four votes. I don't think I can get four votes, and it's just not worth it. Or do you think, if even if there were four votes there, he still is not going to be on her side and wants to, like, sort of get away from her? She's turning into Fredo from Godfather 2 in his eyes, and he he's thinking that she might have to get shot. <laughs> Got to take some souls. <laughs> yeah. What do you think, Owen? 
I think he's probably going to just come to his senses and end up taking her side if he has the opportunity to. Well, let's think about the votes for a second because in favor of Christy, like maybe Tommy and Nick vote in favor of Christy. And then the rest of the... Maybe Jess. Uh, I would say no. I think she's going to do whatever Mickey wants. Mm, I, don't don't she, I don't think she's married to Mickey anymore. You no, I don't. I don't think Jess is married to anyone. She put Mickey on the block at all right now. So then it would be Cliff, Nicole, and she might just do what Nicole does. <laughs> what which... I really hate about the whole vote discussion was Christy basically said, "Oh, I don't think he put me up because like." He wouldn't have the votes. That's not how Big Brother works. If he puts up two people from your side, one of you has to go. <laughs> yeah. The only person that he has to worry about is Holly, and there's no power lurking around the corner that can put her up. What was funny about that conversation was just like, it shows how far up their own ass they are. Like, they yeah. don't, they're so myopic about the way their game is going and like how well they're playing and how they think that they are on like the right manifested path or whatever. That they're missing, like, the big picture of Big Brother where, wait, the rules of this game dictate that the way to get us out is to put the two of us up. And there's no reason that they wouldn't want to do that if we were the targets. They aren't afraid of us. You know what I mean? That was a weird moment and just showed that she is not playing chess. And then I I sort of lobby for this. I have Holly playing chess. She's also, I mean, she's only, her only problem is that she's, associated with mickey but she does sort of manage to just still have social relationships with people and no one seems that focused on getting rid of holly they're all focused on getting rid of mickey and then i think that if they ever do get rid of mickey it'll sort of be like nick and bella where then they'll just sort of their interests will shift and she has a good chance of being like in the mix come the end and i think she would be someone who would be decent uh when it comes to jury votes I think there's a lot of ways to make a good case for her. She's never, ever looking to burn bridges. She's made Mickey her dog. And that's another reason why Mickey's playing checkers. Because if you're the dog of someone else that is playing chess, like there's no way you're playing chess too. Absolutely. Um, I think that Holly... Absolutely. Absolutely. What has been amazing about Holly is that and you know what? I'll give Sisson credit for this too because she did it with Jack. Um, being in like a showman's quote unquote like pseudo relationship or whatever, yet not being so attached and so like emotionally involved that you're not seeing the game clearly and you're not making moves in your own interest. She somehow managed to be with him and not have him thinking like, oh, she's disloyal to me or, or she's not all in with me. Yet, she's able to detach herself from him and be like, when talking to other people, like, yeah, I don't know what he's doing. He's doing this, that, and the other thing. <laughs> he's got and a big heart, but not a big brain. Yeah, and it's credible. Like, it doesn't come across as like, oh, she's two-faced, she's this, she's that. She kind of just seems to, like, tell it like it is to both him and everyone else. I think that's a really commendable and probably, like, a really productive line to walk for the rest of her game. I agree. I think that speaks to the fact I that agree. <laughs> it's sort of a relationship <laughs> between someone who's older and like a young dumb guy. <laughs> where she's just like, she's so yeah, he's a young dumb guy. So just on his heart, 
disavow. <laughs> exactly. All right, so power Sunday scaries. Let's just bang this out. Terrence, who do you want to talk about? Uh, pass. <laughs> oh, I don't. I don't have a preference. Do you have a preference? No, no. Like if someone actually has a preference, take it, and then I can take a leftover. I'm giving you first round Nick. pick. Okay, Terrence just traded for the first round pick. <laughs> Minnesota Vikings, we're passing him. Um, so Nick, I think Nick should be worried. Uh, he has been become like kind of in the crosshairs because he was at the center of uh, the final six. And I think that there's a chance that if one of these people comes off, especially if it's Christie, I think Nick or Mickey could be easily convinced that this is a great opportunity to get Nick out. He's not going to be quite easy to get out. And I don't think Sis is the true target. Another person who this could apply to is Tommy, but Mickey specifically said that he wants to work with Tommy, which speaks even further to how well Tommy's playing this game. Mine is Sis. Simply because Christy is going to manifest her not going. Ooh. Um, but. Her days are getting shorter. But I think she has something that could yeah. <laughs> <laughs> something that could save her prediction, metaphysical predictioners that just came over me. The universe just entered me. <laughs> the it was really graphic, guys. Like It's not really coming through on audio, but. Uh, we, we, had, we cut that I, out. It was actually. a whole thing. We cut that part. I thought it was hot in here beforehand. <laughs> Um, this POV is going to be the one where they have it's sort of like an endurance comp where they're hitting the pad going in a circle like an Oklahoma drill no you know what I'm talking about right (laughs) yes I do and she's proven to be very good at endurance comps I always thought that that was an HOH it's been multiple things it's been battle back okay I'll believe you it's been a slop comp Um, I think the other case for sis being worried is if the six is actually real and they decide this is real they might just decide that christy's more important yeah good point that's a great point and christy should be scared just because she's the number one target this week and she's the biggest target on the block by a mile yeah you would take the easiest one (laughs) because you think manifesting doesn't work is that another reason why do you not believe in the universe or like god or something (laughs) I'm just more like spiritual. <laughs> I more have uh, Mickey's uh, junkyard dog mindset. Just got to like work that. for it. We should look into whether Christie's Boutique has a website. I'm sure it does. Apparently, she's been has wearing been the merch since 2013. What? Hasn't been updated since 2013. Her boutique seems like the perfect place to sell my idea last season for the Faute gray heather gray women's tank top where it was spelled f-a-u-t-e-e with one of the e's having an accent i thought you were yeah. gonna pitch do you remember that <laughs> i do i remember having the exact same because that's how i view Faute. i thought You're you wrong. were gonna pitch selling something else out of the boutique. but you know if that's wrong though because <laughs> it's five of us till the end i i get on the phone with christy after this i've got a genius business idea for you the faute heather gray because you know that was f-o-u-t-t-e right (laughs) yeah but not the point no people will think it's french (laughs) t's with words on them are popular right now swaggy c will sue you no he wouldn't know no actually he's the is he the hive i thought he's just swaggy c and swaley yeah, no, but he calls like that group, like him and Scotty. Scotty's gonna be in their wedding, by the way. Did I, did I already say that on the pod. That's like 
unbelievable. He's been wearing his Jordan One lows with the tuxedo. <laughs> I had a dream about Scotty the other night. That's weird. He's got and, a lot of real estate in Terrence's brain. <laughs> and I don't even remember the spe- specifics, but I remember being just freaking pissed that he was in my dream. And here we are. I had a dream that I had six unlistened to Bill Simmons podcast. I was like, I'm never going to catch up. What the fuck? <laughs> Because today I went to listen to some podcasts to catch up, and I was like, "Oh, he's talking to House." I can. I was like, one. "Shit, I've got six bills to open the catch up on." And then I open up. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. A little bit of dream corner. All right. Any closing thoughts? I've said my piece. I have one. This will be our last Sunday episode. We will be going Boom. to one episode a week, starting next week. Just Thursdays, so Friday episodes. We did this last season around the same time. Once the house guests, there's less people in the house. There's less to talk about. Um, and if something really strikes us, maybe we'll do an impromptu pod, but unlikely. <laughs> we should <laughs> remind everyone on yeah Thursday or Friday's episode, whatever you want to say it is. We'll remind at the beginning. At the very of the beginning, episode. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe we'll release a bonus pod where it's me just doing like an hour and a half of the murmurings. Just talking <laughs> to myself. And another thing. So that's pretty interesting, I think. Uh, so, yeah. So I got reports that that Tommy's mom, she's been placing bets on Big Brother. <laughs> what do we think about that? Thoughts, comments. Is that insider at all? When they got rid of the basketball hoop after season seven, why? <laughs> I don't know what season they got rid of. It. I'm taking your calls. I would have been, <laughs> <all, laughs> been all over. the. My jump shot would have been so pristine wet. <laughs> pristine <laughs> all right that's all i've got good night house guests